0: In this episode of the Explore Information Security Podcast, how to join the InfoSec community, part one. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode we will be exploring how to join the InfoSec community. Joining me today to help answer this question is Micah Hoffman, Certified SANS Instructor. Micah, how are you? I'm doing really well today. How are you? I am fantastic and and ready to talk about the infosec community. This is this is one of my favorite topics and really kind of vaulted my career in infosec when I started going. I think my first one was B-Sides Charleston back in 2013 was my yeah. first one. What what was your first one?
1: Oh, uh, so I started with the bigger conferences actually. I think I think I started out with Black Hat and DEFCON, which are two of the most intimidating places to start out an information security community type of conference of uh, visiting or participation. Um, they're just, uh, they're huge. Um, and really a lot of the events you have to pre-qualify for or know people to do. So being an infosec noob and going out there uh, was very, very challenging. Um, but I think really the 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 time that I started going to the real community-based events like the B-Sides events was when I actually joined a local hacker group here in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area called Nova Hackers. And I got used to the people and really started enjoying hanging out with them. And they're like, hey, come to this local conference and, and you know just continue doing what we're doing here up there. And that's when I started doing a lot of the B-Sides
0: Okay, so and what what I guess let's define what is the infosec community.
1: Well, the actual infosec community would, the way I define it is that we have a bunch of of events, people that are doing things in information security because they want to, not because they're getting paid. And this can be everything from uh, creating conferences, like you were talking about earlier, like we were talking about it can be open source projects it can be mentoring other people doing capture the flags all of these things that we really don't get paid for necessarily but that we enjoy doing because there's that that passion that i want to be amongst friends i want to be i want to challenge myself and and learn things and I draw the distinction between that and information security industry, and in that the, indus- the industry is usually more, in my opinion, uh, more corporate in nature or more governed in nature. And sometimes these these communi- the community and the industry, they actually intersect. And that's that's a great place to be. Um, my current work right now, uh, aside from being a SANS instructor, I also work for Booz Allen Hamilton. And right now, my job intersects the industry where I'm very professional, I run a, a team that does some work inside the company with the indi- with the community as well. And that intersection is just an amazing place where you have access to, to talent, tools, and people that are just exceptional.
0: Yeah. And and I would even say, I don't, I don't know what your experiences are with like other industries, but I, so I work with developers a lot. I've been like, well, I got to get out to some of the developer conferences and either just attend or try to speak at them. But Like there's it's it's a very different type of community than what the InfoSec community is. It's I I feel like the InfoSec community is very like you said, there's there's a lot of passion in it. And a lot of these conferences, besides in particular, are like free Uh, and they're run on like a shoestring budget, Um, which is I I just don't see that anywhere else. So do you would you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, when we see things like uh, con- conferences that, that are costing $600, 700 to attend, and then you have this one or two day event that's a B-side, it's a local community event that, that has just people pitching in, um, it, it's, it's amazing to me the, just how, how much people are willing to give of themselves in their free time. Uh, There was a a person that that I've mentioned in several of the talks that I give. His name is Info Janitor. And he actually explained to us at a Nova Hackers meeting one time about the different types of people in in information security. And you have your nine-to-fivers. They go. They put in a solid eight hours at their work, probably pretty good at what they do. But then when they clock out of work, they come home and they you know play with their kids or they do some sports or they do other things other interests and then you have like the the 24/7 people those are the people that live information security that you know when you're when you're walking down the hallway in a hotel and you see a kiosk and it's got a blue screen of death you kind of chuckle to yourself or or you're you know you, you just you live information security and uh many of the people at these conferences that are um, really old-timers, really long-term people in the community, they, they live InfoSec, and to see them talk to people that are just getting involved in information security and showing them all the different avenues that are out there for, for those people to participate, uh, it, it makes me feel really good.
0: Yeah, I want to make a distinction there real quick about, you know, like I said, the different types of people. And I'm sure they covered the wide range, but you know, for, for me, I feel like I kind of fall in the middle, right? I'm not 24-7, but I'm, you know, I, I do go to a lot of conferences and things like that. But I also like to come home, play with my kids, play video games. And that's I mean, for me, that's that's just me because I know I've like tried to be 24-7 when they were sick, and I just kind of got burned out. So, like, when we talk about that, and I, I know, like, you, you didn't mean anything by it, but it's, it's – I just want to give, like, our listeners, a like, an idea that you don't – like, if you just go to, like, a B-Sides on, like, a Saturday or something, that's, that's really, really good. Um, and you don't have to be – like, a, you don't have to be a 24-7 type of person to really be successful at InfoSec.
1: Oh, absolutely. And what I've noticed is that at different parts in people's lives, their their amount of free time changes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you, if you had, when I had younger kids, I was a nine to fiver I clocked in, I clocked out, I came home and I spent time with my family and, and, and really focused on that. But as my kids got older, I, they're, they're a little bit older now. And, um, I have a lot more of my free time uh, of my time is free. And so I can contribute more, um, in places that I want, but you're absolutely right. It, that and, and that's one of the neat things about information security is it is really a choose-your-own-adventure type of environment where if you want to just focus on one thing, you can do that. If you want to learn a whole bunch about a lot of different things, you can do that too. There's no right way to InfoSec.
0: Right, right. So why is it important to join the InfoSec community? We've kind of touched on this already a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, so for the longest time... Uh, I actually stayed away from the information security community because I was a little scared of it. You know, I, I was in the penetration testing world and and I was I didn't understand what hackers were and and that hackers were just good people that, that were very curious about the environment, about electronics, about ham radios, about just all these things. And what I did was I, I kind of stunted my information security industry job because what I've found is that as I open myself up to the opportunities to connect with people in the, in the community, to, to work with people, um, my career has gone other places, my opportunities to participate, um, uh, the information that I get, the mailing lists that I'm on or the Slack channels that I'm a part of, I get information a lot faster and I get a whole bunch of other opinions. Instead of just getting the people at my work at my, on my team and getting their insights on the latest crypto, crypto ransomware or, or, or whatever that's out there, I now have access to people all across the world that can chime in about, about these things. So it really has uh, enriched my life and, and my work life even. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, That's that's one of the things I like. As we were talking pre pre recording, I I had a security assessment today, and I'm reaching out to all these different people that I know, um, asking, "Hey, do you know this technique? Do you know how to do this? You know, do that." So, and and I've I've done that throughout uh, my career ever since you know when I started making connections back in 2013. That's and that's probably been one of my the biggest benefits for me is getting to know people at these different events. You know, I st- we started up our own CitySec because we went to B-Sides and we're like, this is awesome. We want to do one. But we were like, well, <laughs> uh, a, a conference is a little bit big. Let's start with a local sec group. And that and that's grown and it's, it's probably one of the things that I'm most proud of. But I've just made so many connections uh, and, you know, that's allowed me to, you know, move and experience different things within the conference so um and you probably you probably don't know this but um i was at DerbyCon. what was it i don't know if i don't think it was last year but the year before that um you were on a team with a buddy of mine called dave Corsi. yes for the ctf and i didn't participate but i just went in there and was like i'm kind of interested i'm kind of curious how a ctf goes um, and I just kind of sat there with him. I think I brought him a couple beers, and you know, just sat there and just watched and watched how you guys worked. And I was just like fascinated by all that um, and how you know you guys just work together and we're we're pretty much like problem solving and different things like that. So it's really it's really fascinating.
1: Yeah, I find it is, and and I think that's one of the the humbling things, as well as the really reassuring things that I've found over the years, is that there are people out there in information security that have been doing things uh, because they are interested in them, because their work pays them to do it, whatever it has to be. But they've been doing it for for a long time, and yet they still don't know everything. So, mm-hmm. no, I I've been doing, I was doing some some uh, CTF uh, last year. At, no, it was two years ago at at DerbyCon with some really high caliber people, and yet there were some things that they just didn't know. And so we play off each other's strengths. and And to go back to loop back to the community pieces, that's really what you're doing. You know, if you are um a developer or or a web app pen tester or a Wi-Fi person or a policy and compliance person, and you don't know about this other area, you can reach out to somebody that knows more about that, and they reciprocate too. Um, and let me ask you this, Tim. In your experience, have you found that people are, are willing to talk and willing to share their knowledge in information security? Or is it more of a uh, go-learn-it-yourself, try-harder type of mentality? Uh,
0: the people I've hung out with have all been very open and uh, very honest and with, with feedback and given me different tips. Uh, about doing different things, I, I do kind of stick to the blue team, blue team side more. So maybe I don't know, but I've, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard the stories about on the red team side where people aren't, you know, it's go try harder and stuff like that. But for the most part, in my experience, it's been uh, a lot more information sharing.
1: Yeah, and I think that we're getting, we've gotten around to a point where. We value information sharing over zero days and over that that street cred of, oh, I figured out something that you didn't figure. Uh, There are so many opportunities to learn and grow and and experience information security community. And one of the best places, I don't know about you, but I find that Twitter is an amazing resource for that because there's so many information security people, tool writers, bloggers, uh, speakers, just general people out there that are in InfoSec um, that are approachable via Twitter. You can just reach out and say, hey, um, uh, H.D. Moore, what do you think about this? Or Mm -hmm. or Brian Krebs. And many times they'll respond to you and you have access to them.
0: Yeah, that's actually, that's like what I consider my, connector for a lot of people is as i just maintain my twitter account and i'm connected with people it's got a dm so i don't you know necessarily have to have everybody's email or phone number yep um and it, it helps me you know you can tag people and yeah like you said you can reach out to people and people are pretty open about either giving advice or uh, pointing at least pointing you in the right direction or, or pointing you to somebody else on twitter that might be able to help
1: yeah, the friend of a friend thing—it really works, um, and I love it when when you know I can connect somebody or somebody else has connected somebody to, to me, and and when you get that person the information that they want, and they're like, "That's exactly what I was looking for." Um, it's kind of a good feeling. I yeah. like it.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, so how else can people join the InfoSec community?
1: So there's actually a lot of activities that, are, that I group under the information security community. And we've actually mentioned a whole lot of them here. Everything from attending a, B-side, a local B-Sides conference or another type of, of group. Um, if you don't know if there's a, a group in your area, like you mentioned your CitySec, right? Yes. That, that CitySec group is, is local to your area where you live. Um, but there's other groups out there. If you go to meetup.com and you type in information security, there's a lot of different groups that meet up that just, well, talk about these, these issues that are out there, information security and cyber this or, or how to fend off the, the latest attacks. Um, but aside from just attending things. I found that, that participation really enhances uh, so many so many of the aspects that uh, that make the information security community so cool. Whether it's volunteering at a at an event or like yourself, you know, coming becoming involved and maybe starting up your own group, where you where you are, um, or writing a talk. I just was mentoring somebody on Twitter, actually via DM, on creating his first talk. And he, uh, we went through all the different processes to, to mm-hmm. create a talk to deliver to a conference. Um, but there's other things, too. I mean, depending on where your skill set is, what are your strengths? If you're somebody that already knows coding, there's opportunities to, to do things on, on GitHub and, and Bitbucket and, and join an open source information security project or... Um, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of different ways.
0: Yeah, no, and, and I love that. Like, uh, I was into photography. And so, one of my first things that I did, my second B-sides I went to, I said, Hey, do you want someone to, would you mind if I came and take pictures and I'll give you all the pictures for your conference? And they were like, Absolutely. Um, And I've done that several times at several B-sides now at this point. And it's a great way to volunteer. It's also a great way for me to meet the organizers. Mm -hmm. And what I've found is as I've met more and more people, that's kind of snowballed into, hey, you know, let me introduce you to this person. Or, you know, then I'm able to connect people to other people within the community as well. So, like, even just, and it doesn't have to be photography. It doesn't have to, it doesn't necessarily have to be a talk. It doesn't have to be, you know, you can just volunteer. Or if there's something, that you really enjoy. That's a secondary hobby. I've seen I've seen someone contribute to a conference by quilting. They put a quilt together that they then auctioned off at the end of the conference at Circle City Con back in 2015. Um, like that's a the, quilting. If you you know if you could contribute to quilting, you can really contribute to anything. There's people that are running lockpick villages. Um, you know different things like that. Whatever other hobby you're interested in. Um, you can use that to kind of, as you said, participate in the community.
1: Absolutely. And, and some of the neat things, uh, you touched on some of the other options at conferences, whether it's learning how to lock picking. Uh, do you remember the first locks or, or that you ever picked?
0: Uh, yes, it was actually at a con- one of the B-Sides conferences.
1: Yeah. You feel pretty powerful when that happens, mm-hmm. right? You, you're yeah. like, you, you hear that click. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even use the key to open this. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities like that to, to pitch in. Um, some of the people that, and, and you know what, in my opinion, it's all about meeting people. It's all about making those connections, like you said, doing that, that networking, as some people like to call it, Uh, but really you're, you're learning who does what you're making those connections um, because those are the people that are going to be able to help you uh, do things Um, with Nova hackers, the, the hacker group that I joined in, in Virginia. Um, through that group, I, I got my ham radio license. I, I learned how to, to co- po- code in Python. I, I, I brushed up on my speaking so that I became a better speaker in front of crowds. Uh, my, my horizons got brought in too because I, I listened to other people. Talk about the things that they were interested in, um, and so you know you don't have to go to a conference. I know that a lot of conferences these days uh, can get a little bit um, competitive to get into the tickets, especially some of the the larger conferences. <laughs> <laughs> to say Derby them. Con, yes, yeah. yes. Let's, let's,
0: let's, let's mention the elephant in the
1: <laughs> derby, derby schmoo, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, it's challenging, and but you know what, nowadays, and it used to be that there were only you know X number of cons out there for you to go to, but you mentioned earlier in the comp in the call that there's so many other ways to to meet other people, whether it's going to developer cons or AppSec USA or or just, you know, showing up and being present at some of these these local events, uh at ISSA chapters and, and all. There's lots of different organizations out there. I think one of the problems that we run into is that there are so many organizations out there. That I'm finding people have too many choices at this point. Um, I've had a number of people come to me and say, listen, I, I watched one of your videos or I, I read a blog post from from Leslie Carhart or somebody about how to join the information security community. It was great. But there are so many different options. I don't know which one's right for me. Um, and I found myself doing in. You know, tell me if that you have a similar experience. I find myself almost becoming like a guidance counselor when you know you're in in high school or college. There's so many courses that you could take, which ones are right for you, and becoming kind of that trusted friend to somebody and saying, "Well, you could try this, but you might want to try that also, leveraging your skills. What do you find?
0: Yeah, so I, I I think I was asked for the first time my recommendations for getting into InfoSec, particularly on the Red Team side. And I was like, I thought I'd been asked that before, but I was like, wait a minute, I don't think I've ever been asked this before. And so I was like, well, how would so how would I approach this? Because you can give some very generic answers, but I wanted to really like help this person. And so I started asking them questions about what do they want to accomplish? What do they want to do? And kind of started talking around some of those points kind of like a guidance counselor as you yeah. mentioned. So I mean it it and you know I guess for people that might feel overwhelmed it's it's pick something I don't know you got to try them all out and if you don't like one then don't go or you know I don't know it's it's a I don't, there are certain conferences that I'm like ah I didn't like how it was run I don't you know I don't necessarily feel like I have to go back next year.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Or, or there's certain things that you'll do that uh, you'll try and be like, Hmm, you know, that wasn't for me. I I understand that there are some people Mm -hmm. that like, uh, that like doing that, but that's really not for me. And the idea is that you try it for a little while. Uh, The people that I see most successful in InfoSec are the ones that try and are willing to put themselves out there, not necessarily standing on stage, but, but but trying things, uh, volunteering at an organization, at, at groups, or, or, you know, doing some information security coding or, or open source projects, um, trying and kind of failing sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. And then saying, you know, that wasn't for me, or that was for me, but it was a little hard. Let me find a mentor. Have you, are you big on mentors,
0: yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I, I think that's one of the best things about our community. And, you know, I've done a podcast on what a mentor is, and it can be, you know, it doesn't have, it can be a friend. You know, I have peers I consider mentors because they just, like you were saying, they have a different skill set. They have different experiences than I do. Um, and I have different experiences that I can share with people. So, I, yeah, I'm very big on mentoring, but it's, it's for me, it's, it, and I do have people that have been in the industry a lot longer that I go to for certain things.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with all of that. I think that each of us comes into information security or whatever your career is with skill sets. Um, before information security, I, I was a psychology major in in school, and I learned how to deal with people a little bit. And then I went into, uh, I wanted to become a doctor. So I took a whole bunch of uh, pre-med classes, and I learned you know how to how to be compassionate to patients by working in a hospital. And then I got into InfoSec because they didn't want me in medicine. And when I was in InfoSec and started doing, actually it was more IT, it was help desk. But when I started doing help desk, I found that even though my psychology was not related to fixing printers and and my medical school training wasn't, and or my pre-med training, I should say, wasn't related to, to how to get somebody's Netscape navigator working, I understood a little bit more about how to deal with people, how to work with them. And ultimately, I was, I was more successful. So whatever skill set a person has when they want to jump into InfoSec, whether they're right out of college or whether they've been in IT or some unrelated field, all of that can, can be leveraged in information security, I think. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. I, I think uh, one having a, a, a very broad background is just really going to help when you have certain things pop up or, you know, uh, you know, just ch- different challenges that, that might need to be accomplished. And, and you know, for people that are wondering, where should I start? It's kind of like just start somewhere. I didn't, I didn't get an InfoSec until I was 30. I didn't know I wanted to get an InfoSec to my late 20s. Um, and I was working just in IT in general, worked as a system analyst up to uh, network and sysadmin. Um, and all those all those experiences have helped me to um, become a better InfoSec person because I understand the business and the IT infrastructure. And you know, even when I was a systems analyst and uh, I was trying to figure out how do I get around the web filter so I can get to the site that I really want to read. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that have (laughs) have helped me later on when I'm an infosec trying to actually break an application. What can I do here to try this out? So, um, yeah, it's try, try as you know. I'm not gonna say try as much as you can, but but try different things. Start somewhere. There, there, like you said, there have been there are certain things that you'll realize very quickly that you are like, yeah, this isn't for me. And then there are other things that might take a little bit longer. And then you're like, yeah, I don't really like this. You know, I, I see a lot of young people wanting to get into pen testing. Well, I hope you know that like sixty to seven percent of the job is writing. Um, and if you don't like writing, uh, that's that might be a little bit of an issue
1: oh yeah and and you know to go along with that it, it, pen testing is is kind of the flashy the the cool thing I saw it on cSI cyber that's what I want to do for the rest of my life that's that's it breaking into things and 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 all. But the reality is is that most of it is like you said, it's research, it's writing and it's also failing. I find that mm-hmm. that that there are certain temperaments that are really really focused on or are really better suited for different types of, of skill sets in Infosec. For instance, if you're a tenacious, determined self-starting person that's got initiative and drive and that Thirst for curiosity, well, information, well, uh, pen testing might be great for you, but also you have the the other side of that is incident response and incident handling, you know, figuring out what people did uh, Mm -hmm. on the systems. Uh, Whereas somebody that's more process driven and likes that framework, there's absolutely information security policy. And compliance that where they're welcome and and that are uh, that can fit those needs. So again, it's going back to that information security guidance counselor approach of whatever you bring <laughs> to the equation, we can we can work with that.
0: All right. Well, I think that's a good stopping point for part one here. Are you, are you willing to stick around for a little bit longer?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, uh, we will get to the second part with Micah and next week. And that will do it for part one. Hopefully, you learned something. Feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at timothydblock. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. Have a good one.